Hello, everyone over there and here. We are excited this morning. I'm going to say welcome to the Empowering New Nurses show. This morning, I have a guest. And guess what? We're sitting in the lab. We are in the lab. I have a lab director here with me, a simulation director. And you might be wondering over there, what does that mean? So today, I just want to welcome Professor Karen Kosiel. Karen, can you tell us about yourself? Just a little. A little. I am director of clinical simulation at one of the local colleges. And the beautiful lab we're sitting in, I helped build. Uh, and I've actually built two other labs for this same college. And I've consulted with um, some of the community colleges in the Hudson Valley Great. and also um, another college. And in January, I got to build a simulation lab in India. Wow. Wow. So, and that was amazing because um, it was very forward thinking. It's a, a facility of for uh, geriatric care. Mm -hmm. um, and that simulation lab was directed for nurses to try to help them um, practice some skills that may be rusty when you're in the geriatric uh, facility. So great, it was a great, great experience. And you know what? I was excited because I was privileged to get the to hear the report <laughs> from you directly and others from the Sigma Theta Tau um, International. Yes, yes. Sigma Theta Tau helped uh, sponsor the uh, event. And um, uh, my colleague, Dr. Varghese, and I are in the process of writing it up. So you'll read all about it soon. Great, great. But it was... Um, Definitely uh, advances in uh, clinical care for um, the geriatric population. And uh, what was surprising to me is personally, I have a background in pediatrics. So <laughs> taking care of the elderly population was new and exciting for me. So you see, we all have specialties and we all contribute in different ways. So thank you so much for going to India and helping those nurses along the way of improving and advancing in their skills. That's great. That's great. So right now I'm excited because you know what? I attended the school. So I'm seeing behind me this great advancement in the lab, different um, areas here. It's like I'm in the hospital setting and that's important. Yes. Yes. This lab here is an interprofessional lab, but I helped to build it and chose um, furniture, equipment, head walls uh, that uh, you find in a hospital situation so that uh, not just nursing students, but OTPT can get used to taking care of patients in an inpatient setting. I have um, diverse mannequins although sometimes the mannequins are a little um uh i uh, a little stiff <laughs> yeah it's hard to um accept that they're real you have to you have to suspend disbelief about that but once you do and get into the fact that it's a patient you're taking care of um real learning can occur so i have mannequins like the one behind us that has no electric parts and then I have mid-fidelity mannequins in front of us and even mm -hmm. high-fidelity mannequins that cost into the hundred thousands of dollars um, that do breast sounds, heart sounds, bowel sounds. They uh, talk back to you, they too. They do. They have features that uh, have Respect. speech. Yeah. And I have one mannequin that can cry and sweat and has 
oral and nasal secretions. Wow, that must so, be costly. Though. Yes, yes, and um, it's very effective. Uh, we use him, uh, the speech and language students at this college, soon-to-be university, uh, practice him for intubation. The nursing students do mock codes. Wow. And other students and you get the feedback there. Other scenarios, correct. And um, in the lab, I don't know, you can't really see in this picture, but I have um camera system built in uh, to be an eye in the sky. So like an athlete, when we're done with the practicing, we, mm -hmm. we can debrief and go to the videotape and show the students Beautiful. exactly physically what was going on. Mm -hmm. And debriefing really is where the learning happens in yes. simulation. What, can be, what could have been done differently? What would have helped? And so forth. So once you're able to recall and you can assess, you can analyze and, of course, give the rationale for what that's, that's, exciting. that's and, exciting. And really with simulation, that's the key is re reflection. So what, what happens in this sim lab stays in the sim lab or a little like Las Vegas there. But the real learning happens when people think back about what went well, what maybe uh, could do different. And more importantly, what are you going to take away with you from what just happened? Mm -hmm. So if we're doing a IV insertion, you know, did you need three sticks and why? How are we holding it? You know, mm -hmm. did the angle of approach to the vein change? If you're doing a catheter situation, if you're doing a mock code, uh, did you recognize the... Um... Dysrhythmias. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the so... changes, and yes. So it's so important, and I'm so happy we have advanced, because let me remind, let me tell you this. When in my time at my school, and that was in the West Indies, <laughs> we had we had some, um, in the, some classes, they did it on oranges, like for practice injection, you know, for skills, oh, only skills. Here in New York, we do, I did the same thing. My fundamentals class was in 1973, so it was... 50 years ago and we used oranges too <laughs> what my classmate i remember he was from bermuda and he actually gave me we um iron we had to um we had to make it as practical as practical as possible and we all learned from it because they wanted us to feel what the patient feels yes, you know yeah. that was a part of our training so what i am so excited and thanks for sharing all of that but do you have many young nurses or from your experience recently you have a lot of um, new nurses coming in or you have like second career nurses coming in what is it like for you well in the program here we have a mix of um right straight from high school mm -hmm. students mm -hmm. and then um a fair amount of second career students who for whatever reason um decided they wanted to change uh their Career. situation mm -hmm. and uh, thought they'd give nursing school a try. We've, we've had people who are maybe physicians in other countries who right. come here mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. with the goal of becoming a nurse practitioner instead of um, doing the physician thing. We've had uh, students right from high school. We have students who are high school athletes who are here to play on our teams mm -hmm. and get an education in nursing while they're at it. So um, it runs the gamut. That's great. That's great. You know, it was, has always been a pleasure meeting you because you know what? We have ha you have that compassion. You have that teaching style that it just it just it's something to embrace others to embrace because uh, this professor, this lab 
um, director, simulation lab. She has so much to offer and she does, she does it with such compassion, with such tenderness. And from I met her, she has been one of my, what should I say? My <laughs> arms, my, what should I say? You no know, mentors, but it, mentors go both ways. Cause I mentored you with some things, but you mentioned me with others. So, and that's how it, it is should be. in nursing. Uh, for example, I worked as a staff nurse basically from 1974 to 2010 um, before I went into academia. And then I, I continue to do staff nursing, but not not, 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 not full time anymore. Um, and one day I would be in charge and everybody would come to me with the questions. And then the next day somebody else would be in charge and I would come to them with the same questions they would have asked me yesterday. So that's how it is in nursing. You know, like one day you have to pick up the mantle and yes. another day somebody else will carry the burden. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry about that. Uh, let me tell you something. I am so excited when I see our new nurses coming on board because I had the opportunity many, many times to, to help them with their skills. You know, for example, you'll have the new nurses, they have come on and they're scared. They're really scared because remember, at this point, it is not the academia. Yes, you're going to um, collaborate and all of that, right, and integrate. However, the hands-on in the hospital setting, so, so important. It and is. some of them are so scared on onboarding. Yes, they've got the NCLEX, they've got the exams, but to come in the hospital and work on the real patient, not in the lab now, the real patient. And I've found that some of them have found that very challenging. And because they're so scared, they want to do it right. But there are so many questions that have. And at first, to be honest, it seemed overwhelming because a lot of information. It does. And, you know, I've been so lucky, so fortunate with a few of them who graduate, pass the NCLEX, get their first job. But sometimes what they've done is they've actually called me up and, Professor, can I come in on a Saturday or a mm. weekend and do and practice my skills in the lab because I'm going to orientation? I'm like, sure, sure. I think just because you graduate doesn't mean that we can't continue to help Thank people. you. Thank you. Thank and you. And when yes. I was a new nurse, I remember um, <laughs> I remember the old seasoned nurses saying to me, oh, you college girls don't know anything. And mm. um, I said to them, you're so right. But thank God you're here to teach me. <laughs> maybe I won them over that way. You had the right. You had the right. They taught me everything they know, and they were fabulous, fabulous yes. hands-on nurses. So I can't say that I was ever bullied or eaten as a young nurse, but I know that that happens. Yes. And it's not really to our profession's advantage that we do that. As a matter of fact, the opposite is true: to treat the new nurses with kindness and also. Eventually, the old nurses with kindness, too. <laughs> of course, of course. Because, you know, right now, I know you're great in IT. Yes. You are. Yes. That's your, one of I'm your strengths. I'm but not afraid of it, but um, uh, you have I'm so not much to as offer. good at it as the 20-year-olds who grew up with current. I'm yes. good with it. <laughs> you are good with it. In comparison to other baby boomers in nursing, you are, right? And I want you to take that credit. But at the same time, I'm just saying, look... It's, it's so important to balance it because we learn from each other. The senior nurses might not be, and many times are not as good as the 
young nurse, the one who born the native language is technology. Yes, you know? yeah. We call ourselves digital immigrants, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> and my daddy, who's 96, says, I'm still in the digital old country. <laughs> Right. So it's so important for us to you balance. You work from me. I learn from you. You learn from me. And this is how it should be. We should embrace each other's strength. Right. Yes. And yes. make it happen for the good of the patient. You know, so I have because of my years of experience and the knowledge I gained over the years, I've decided that I will. I've done a podcast course and I'm still in it, but I've learned so much. And my my mentors, they actually encouraged me to put some of my, if you go online, take some of this, this the information I have there and put it into a book in addition to other things. And I said, wow. And when some students or young nurses, I've seen it, they're so excited. They say, yes, 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 we need this. So that book's supposed to be coming out in June. I am so excited about the book because... Um, from the years you have mentoring, uh, bringing in new nurses, yes. um, you have seen a pattern of things that really are commonalities in all new nurses. Um, the fears, and, uh, different type of fears. And, and fears or um, concerns or ways to navigate yes. this new life. Yes. And, you know, I guess being a nurse, we're like being, you know, once a nurse, always a nurse, we're yes. like the Marine Corps. <laughs> uh, so, um, but but bringing new nurses into any kind of a community, um, uh, different hospital facilities, uh, different academic facilities, yes. Yes. Uh, a place where people work together. Um, and everybody has their strengths. Everybody and has their strengths. And when you can identify yes. and help them to grow. And bear in mind also that not everyone who gets an A in academia, when it comes to the bedside, their strength is different. And I've seen that repeatedly. However, once they have gained that experience and able to relate to and have the rationale and the critical thinking, but you have to get some information on well, which to know, build. Sometimes people don't get A's because of different their, reasons. their lifestyle. For example, when I was a student, um, my mother told me I couldn't go to a diploma school. I had to go to a hospital. I had to go to college. <laughs> she didn't give me any money to do it. So unfortunately, when I was a student, I was working full time and going to school full time. And I was happy with the B. But I knew I was smart. Yes, of course you are. <laughs> you <laughs> well, are. And it turned out that I, I ended up making a career in nursing and I'm pretty good at it. You but are. I was smart enough to know, OK, I worked eight hours at work last night. I got eight hours today of school. How am I going to make it work? You know. I, I come to the conclusion sometimes, and forgive me as an instructor for saying it, but sometimes with schoolwork, it doesn't have to be good. It just has to be done. <laughs> well, one of my, when in the podcast, my instructor said, get that book out. Yes, get that book yeah, out. It doesn't it have to be perfect. Perfect. Yeah, perfection is the enemy of progress, I think. Say, yeah. don't you better get it done. Now, you can't be taking court. You're not taking it as a nurse. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're doing the right things for your patient all the time, but that's what reports for. So if you have twenty things to do for the patient and you only got to nineteen and a half, you tell the next shift that I did everything except this. Can you do? You know, can yeah. you hang that? Ice? It's continuous. Yeah. Nursing is continuous, and exactly. that's important to know. 
and we should treat each other. You do unto others as you'd like them to do unto you. If that was not completed for whatever reason, maybe as you're about to, here's a patient who coded. You have to, you know, put that on a pause to, to, to make sure that this is addressed immediately. Exactly, you know? exactly. And sometimes the two uh, situations are equally urgent and then you have to, in your mind, triage, you know, which yeah. is the most urgent of the two urgent. It's, yeah. it's interesting. But listen, I'm so grateful to you for having come in on this show to share with our young nurses and our senior nurses what it's all about in nursing. There's so much to it. But another time we'll continue. But thank you so much for coming on, Professor Cosio. Oh, you're welcome. I love having you here. And sometime I'd love to give you all a tour of the lab. <laughs> <laughs> I would appreciate okay. that. So thanks. And my young nurses and senior nurses too, how can you contact me? You can contact me on YouTube, Miriam Amanda Smith. On Instagram, Podcast Mayor. I'm also on Apple. I'm on TikTok. I am also on Facebook. I look forward to you getting my book, which is Nurses, the guide to empower new nurses, deliver high-quality nursing care to all patients. That's great. You need to. And your pearl, you'll take your pearl and you'll embrace it and you'll take it as you go along in the, this noble profession. Thanks for watching, and we look forward to hearing you. Now, you're going to subscribe. You're also oh, going to yeah. tell someone. If you like this, put a thumbs up. Yes, and a <laughs> and helpful comment. Button. And a helpful comment. Yes. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for sharing, Karen. You're welcome. Okay. This is the first time I've had a podcast, Mary.